T.I. and Tiny, his wife, they've basically been um, accused um, by a Sabrina. From what I've been reading, seems to be like a member of, or quite close to the family um, over the years. They you guys know Kayla Nicole from Nicole TV, the girl that did that, that ponytail video that went viral. She's had her baby, her child, she posted on her snap this morning. This week, ASOS announces that it's actually acquired Topshop, Topman, Miss Selfridge and he was talking about being impactful and not impressive. There was also some commentary about the silhouette challenge. I'm asking you, young lady, not to do the silhouette challenge and be impressive with your body. Hi guys, welcome to the Mojunk Show and welcome to another installment of What's Trending where I give you the latest on what's popping in the world of celebrity, celebrity, and in our world of today. Okay guys, um, so let's get straight into this video. There's actually been a lot going on and I really hope this hair doesn't get in my... I wanted to do side-by-side -side fringe today. But anyway, um, yeah, let's get straight into the trends. So the first one is celebrity and I want to go for um, um, something that's quite sensitive. So trigger warning, I'll be speaking on um, sexual assault or harassment allegations. So T.I. and Tiny, his wife, they've basically been um, accused um, by a Sabrina um, about um, sexual assault. Um, and she, from what I've been reading, seems to be like a member of or quite close to the family um, over the years. They've built a relationship, a rapport whereby even like she calls like T.I., like her kid's uncle, that kind of thing. Um, but things have kind of um, come out recently from herself that, you know, they've allegedly been like coercing and drugging and, you know, raping women um involving them in threesomes um, which they you know didn't consent to so how this kind of came about was Sabrina posting various screenshots of people um, coming forward of women coming forward and saying you know what I experienced this as well um, this happened to me um, back then all the stories seems to be quite similar in a sense of there's a pattern of you know sourcing the girls involvement of his wife tiny as well and then um, like the drugging and then going on to very sadly you know allegedly rape them there is still investigation going on around this um ti and tiny have basically denied this they actually released a statement by a spokesperson to the family i'm just going to read it now it said the harrises the spokesperson to the family says the harrises have had difficulty with this woman for well over a decade they are taking this matter very seriously and if these allegations do not end they will take a appropriate legal action so some of the accusations, I just wrote it down here as well, some of the allegations is not just sexual abuse, but also um, enabling sexual assault, as well as giving someone an inc incurable STD. So there's, these are quite like weighty um, allegations. Tia and Tanya have come out and said that, you know, they, they, they deny it. I don't know what's on my face. There's something on my face, like a hair or something. 
they they basically denied it and Tia um Tiny also like said on her story like you know she posted a picture of Ti and her the woman's son Serena's son saying you know we were family he was their uncle um just just two years ago like what's kind of happened and she's basically said leave my family alone that she's obsessed with obsessed with them what do you guys think of this do you think they're guilty AF or do you feel like this is something that Sabrina's maybe doing to get back at them and then also you know and also with the amount of women that's come forward, you know, all the time when women come forward with like sexual assault stories, there's always that one person that says, you know, they're looking for clout. But I don't know what clouts you get from, you know, like sharing such a horrible time in your life. Um, I, I think it's even because of the size that we're in, there's like shame, you know, that you feel like I personally have experienced sexual assault in my life and there's the shame like you're not eager to share it you know um but yeah you guys let me know what you think of that in the comment section down below now in some of the yellow news really good news um you guys know kayla nicole from nicole tv the girl that did that that ponytail video that went viral um absolutely hilarious lady basically i've actually been seen on social media recently that people have been saying this girl has been carrying for like three years now and it does actually seem like her pregnancy has gone on for a long time but i'm sure it's the same nine months it just sometimes seems like some people their pregnancies go on for longer than others but basically told a lot of backstory just to let you guys know that she's had her baby her child she posted on her snap this morning you know in typical nicole style um basically she's now giving birth to her child and baby looks absolutely gorgeous i, I do remember there was a time that she kind of said that she never wants to be a baby mom and then um she became she, I think she said she doesn't want to be a baby mom. No, she said she doesn't want to have a baby outside of wedlock. But she actually ended up, you know, doing so. And, you know, it's quite interesting. And that's not to shame her or anything. But, you know, there's that phrase that goes that you should be careful, like, what you speak on. Because life really does humble you. There's some things that you say you never will do. Um, but when it comes down to it, when you're in love, sometimes the, the birth control just doesn't work. Um, so it's just be careful of what you speak down on because you never know that, you know, that could be your situation. But nevertheless, babies are a blessing and they are to be celebrated so congratulations nicole um in terms of should we get to world news or social trend first let's go to world news so you guys um last week i told you guys that boohoo bought debenhams this week asos announces that it's actually acquired Topshop, Topman, Miss Selfridge, and there's something called TB or something like that. I've forgotten the name of the last one. It's not as popular. They're all under this umbrella company. These brands were acquired in a 330 million pounds deal. A whole lot of money. There's money in this world, though. Sometimes I'll be hearing some figures and I'm like, ah, some people in this world are they trying for five years to save 10,000 pounds, and some people just have millions in the bank, but. <laughs> yeah, basically 330 million deal, 265 towards acquiring the brands and 65 million towards like old and upcoming like stock as they transfer over to the ownership of ASOS. This actually makes more sense to me. The ASOS and the Topshop, Topman, Selfridge um, brand umbrella thing makes more sense to me than the Boohoo and Debenhams because they seem like such opposite, like polarizing brands in terms of Boohoo is what people would describe as fast fashion, affordable, cheap, quick. Debenhams is more luxury. It's still affordable, but you know, it's on the high end side. It's like, you know, bougie up and coming bougie that kind of thing mixing that with boohoo was kind of like i don't know if i would go to boohoo to find what i would find in debenhams but you never know how that will turn out whereas asos you know 
it's always been that store where, you know, it's it's not luxury, but it's like it's high fashion, if that makes sense. It's like, okay, let's call it medium fashion. It's like you can find some really unique pieces there. I used to be a huge fan of ASOS before they kind of changed their designs. I didn't I haven't really rocked with it that much for the last two years. Um and maybe that's because I was bigger two years ago and they thought I used to like the plus size stuff. But now I don't really I'm more of a pretty little thing girl or like maybe maybe sometimes I saw it first. Um, I haven't touched Zara yet, but I might try it soon. I've been hearing some good things. But yeah, ASOS is, has always been that place that's like, okay, you know, if you 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 want to add that little touch of class to your outfits, you go to ASOS. So it makes sense that they would acquire like the Topshop, the Top Man, um, which are also like medium high street, like high street, quite expensive, but it's still affordable if that makes sense. Um, and in this deal, they are not like similar to the Boohoo deal and they're not going to take on their stores because obviously it's a pandemic, it's a panoramic, um, but they will be keeping the flagship um, Oxford Street store. What do you guys think of this? Again, 2,500 jobs are going to be lost as a result. Um, you know, problem and solution, saving the brand, but also thousands of people losing their jobs. What do you guys think of this? Let me know in the comment section down below. And also, I wanted to add as well, ASOS has been stocking different brands, different clothing brands for a long time, and it's still clothing, clothing, if that makes sense, whereas Debenhams, Home Store, Boohoo, clothing, it's, yeah. You guys let me know what you think in the comment section down below. Um, in terms of social trend, it's a few things I want to mention just briefly. Valentine's Day, Namaste, Wahala, coming, coming to Netflix. It's a Nollywood-Bollywood fusion exploring the trials and the fun of interracial marriage um you know there's this thing about 4c here but i'm probably going to go into that in more of next week next week's chit chat with mo's video if nothing else comes up kind of plan to speak about 4c hair but like 4c hair has been a topic of discussion on social media recently but the one i really want to go into for this particular video is the mike todd um critique strike slander that's kind of been happening on social media recently there's a video of him and he was preaching and he was you know using water as a prop he's been talking about um like maturing in christ recently and going for he's always talking about usually purpose and moving forward and all of that kind of stuff and he was talking about being impactful and not impressive. Mike Todd is a very extravagant preacher. He uses props, he uses um, illustrations, he uses metaphors, similes to get his point across. And he's always said that his target audience is like youth, young people, new believers trying to understand the gospel. It's position to hold you in the midst of a storm. I'm asking you to be a husband that is not trying to impress his college buddies. Uh, but be an anchor for your family. He got a lot of slack, a lot of critique for this preaching. Um, a lot of people said things like he babies people too much when he's preaching. Um, you should be able to preach to different um, ages if you are a true preacher of the gospel. Um, some people said things like he's wasting water, you know, the amount of money and energy spent on creating those props could have been used to feed people during the panoramic. Um, some people don't think he is making sense. There was also some commentary about the silhouette challenge. And lead their families. I'm about to preach this thing right now. I'm asking you, young lady, not to do the silhouette challenge and be impressive with your body. They don't even want to know what's in your mind no more because you've shown them everything that's under your clothes. But what I'm telling you right now is that you could be more impactful than which 
as you can imagine, social media did not like. Um, There's a lot of commentary surrounding the policing of women's bodies, policing of their sexuality, um, policing of them embracing and loving their bodies. Um, and, you know, there's this discourse around how the church keeps women small, keeps them away from their sexuality, makes them frigid because of some of these misogynistic teachings that, you know, we see in church. So there was a whole lot of critique coming Mike Todd's way, and this is not the first time he's kind of been critiqued straight slandered on social media. Like I said, even when we did that video about um, this, um, analyzing what happened with Patricia Bright, I did say that there's a thin line between critique and slander, and that always happens on social media, whereby some people will be given, some people will be given accurate and, um, you know, accurate, accurate critique, but some people will always take it too far and begin to slander and say things that don't matter. Um, in this situation, it's an interesting one for me because. It's just me with with some preachers, I kind of just scroll past. If there's something there that I personally don't agree with, I just scroll past unless it's really like really, really damaging, extremely damaging and like something needs to be said, kind of like, you know, the Pastor John Gray situation. Um, for some people, I, as I understand, you know, the way the church speaks about women, it matters to them a lot and they really have to just say something. And actually, guys, as I'm editing this and researching further, I'm realising the critique actually started with, you know, the commentary about the silhouette challenge, which I believe is actually very, very valid. Um, and then it went on to, you know, adding extra about the production, like you're talking about being impressive and not impactful, impactful, not impressive, and you're doing a whole production as well. So it was like an extra jara on top of why are you trying to control women's bodies? Which I believe is quite valid. It's a valid critique. Mike Todd, you know, came into limelight with the Relationship Goal series. And, um, you know, I liked the preaching at that time. But as I've matured, and, you know, like he does say, his target is new believers. As I've, as, as I've personally matured, I don't listen to Mike Todd as much. Um, especially as I kind of came into a revelation of, like, the gospel and how preaching should actually go. Um, you know, speaking in my video on learning my religion, I spoke about the fact that I, I realized that sermons are not about us. Um, they're about pointing us back to the gospel and every single sermon should involve and include the gospel. It doesn't matter if you're talking about purpose, purpose, money, whatever it is, you can relate it to us, but you also need to relate it back to the cross. That's the purpose of the gospel. Whereas churches today, it's about money, finances, things that you can gain from God. And, you know, I, what they're doing with a lot of young churches is this obsession with, with purpose, purpose, purpose. Churches that are obsessed with purpose, 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 it's just the prosperity gospel remixed um, for a younger audience, for a younger crowd. Um, so I'm very wary of like youth churches and, you know, why is it only youth, youth that you can minister to? Is it because the olders tend to know the gospel a bit more, understand the gospel a bit better, they want meat more? So it's interesting, I, I, yeah. But I also do agree with people that say, you know, different preachers for different crowds, different audiences. Um, I think we all have a different calling on our lives. So yeah, it's an interesting one. You guys let me know what you think of the Mike Todd critique stroke slander. Um, was it necessary? Oh, there was a clubhouse room as well that people thought, okay, you guys are kind of stretching it now. Um, I didn't actually join the room, but those that were in the room were saying that it was actually a really edifying conversation. My Todd's brother actually joined the clubhouse room. I wonder what he you know he had to say and hear you know hearing that about his brother. Um, I personally don't care about like teaching styles when it comes to you know preaching a word. Just relate it back to the gospel. You can fly from the top of Mount Everest to to prove a point you know in the word. 
but bring it back to the gospel. Um, and unfortunately, that's what I see a lot of churches not doing. They preach a good word. They motivate your life. You, they motivate your entire existence. They make you feel like you're about to next, tomorrow you're going to win a million pounds. They can motivate you, but they don't remind you enough of the gospel. Um, and that's usually my not issue, but why I can't really gel with some preachers or some preachings. And I just take things with a pinch of salt. But that's all I really have for you guys today in terms of what's trending. Do make sure that if you liked it, share it with your friends, comment down below on the things I spoke about, and subscribe to this channel for more. I'm now going to go over to chit chat with Mo. You know, it's a month of love. We're going to be talking about all things love, not just love, self-love, natural hair love dating love many different things are going to be coming on this channel in terms of love 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 um the next one i'm going to be talking about you know is related to body love talking about the silhouette challenge has it gone too far welcome to another installment of chit chat with mo where we have controversial debates honest conversations and so much more we're about to talk about the Busset Challenge, the Silhouette Challenge, and whether it's getting a bit much, whether women are over-sexualizing themselves on the internet, whether it's perfectly fine for women to choose to show off um, their bodies, their sexy, their sexual prowess. Um, and we're just going to explore some things. There's actually so much to unpack, guys, because um, over the last like few days, this has sparked a lot of discourse online. And I'm sure in person as well, for a lot of people just voicing their concerns about some of these challenges, but also some people voicing their praises. Um, so, you know, lockdown, the first lockdown that kind of happened, you know, the first challenge that came out was the Don't Rush Challenge, and that kind of went global. That was really fun. It was all about women and they're beautiful. Whereas these challenges, the Bosset Challenge, the Silhouette Challenge, is more about women owning and showing off their sexy, really tuning in and expressing their sexual prowess, you know, showing us what they've got. And a lot of people like myself thoroughly enjoy these challenges and ha have been enjoying these challenges, I must say. Um, me personally, I'm able to admire a woman's body without seeing it as just a sexual tool. Um, so I'm able to admire a woman's body without sexualizing it. I think I think a, a woman's body is actually like chiseled out by God. And that's not just curvy women, that's all kind of shapes and sizes. And I think women's bodies are absolutely beautiful and deserve to be celebrated and enjoyed and embraced by the owners of the bodies as well. Um, there's something about coming into your sexy and finding your sexy um, that gives you a lot of confidence as, as a woman, connecting to who you are as a sexual being, but also just loving your body for what it is. And that's what we're seeing with these challenges. You know, the Bosset Challenge is more about twerking. Silhouette Challenge is more about showing your body shape and em embracing your sexy and bringing that inner prowess. So this transformation kind of happens, you're looking normal, and then there's a red filter which shows off more of your silhouette. And, you know, I personally was really enjoying these challenges. I would say, or I would like to admit that my personal limits was where you could kind of almost see like the nipples, like the nakedness behind the red filter. Um, that was my personal limit. And that's not to say women shouldn't. I'm one of those people that can scroll past things that I don't like. I don't have to make a fuss about it or don't sit well with me or make me uncomfortable. Um, I personally didn't want to see the nakedness or random people's nakedness online. There were some men that also like were showing their junk. It, that was just, it, it's silhouettes, you know, not naked challenge. But of course, people still have the choice to do the nakedness if they wanted to. So it now came out that some men were removing the red filter um, from the silhouette so they could have naked pictures, especially the ones where women were naked or not wearing much um, underneath, which was, you know, quite sickening, you know. And some people were saying things like, well, women 
are showing off their bodies, so why should men not remove the filters? And they just couldn't understand that, again, this is an issue of consent. And I don't know why, as adults, we're not able to understand that yet fully, or we're not able to fathom that fully, that clearly the women's limits with this silhouette was seeing their bodies behind the red filter. And now you've taken away that limitation by removing the red filter and having complete nudes of them on your phone and again with the busset challenge you know we spoke about on what's trending there's a difference between being sexy and owning your sexy and someone sexualizing you the difference is consent there's been several criticisms that women are sexualizing themselves um, with these challenges um, but again i think the answer is very simple there's a, there's a clear difference between you being sexual sexy and and owning your sexy and having that choice and power versus somebody harassing you and sexualizing you on your behalf without your consent or permission and, you know i saw some interesting takes i saw one of my favorite gospel gospel singers it had to be you i don't want you to guys to go and necessarily go and start on on my account commenting on their post and whatnot um they posted something that i think was quite problematic and they posted something saying ladies why are you sexually harassing yourself by taking part in sexually harassing challenges um and yeah for me, super problematic as somebody who has been, you know, trigger warning, a, a victim of sexual assault in the past. It was, that was hard for me to read. You can't sexually harass yourself. You can be sexual, you can embrace your sexy and show off your sexy, but you don't sexually harass yourself. Neither do you invite sexual harassment um, by being sexy or by dressing sexy. Um, you know, it, those are comments that I believe contribute to rape culture. Um, and she, obviously she's a, she's a gospel singer and it was it's really hard seeing a lot of people who were obviously Christians as well supporting that notion and it makes me wonder like how far we've come you know in the wider in the wider generation when it comes to rape culture but also within the church like harassment is not something to be played with and victim blaming shouldn't be a thing in the church it shouldn't be i'm so sorry it shouldn't be um, and I believe that contributes to victim blaming. Yeah, that was hard for me to see. Um, and you guys, you know, you let me know what you think of that. But I found that really problematic. I did see a really interesting tweet that again highlights, you know, why we can't say sexual harassment happens because women are taking part in sexual challenges um, directly or indirectly. Because I think Post did not say that directly, but indirectly could be interpreted in that way, sexually harassing yourself. Um, you know, a lot of people did go on to then outrightly directly say that, you know, women complain about sexual harassment, but they're taking part in sexualizing challenges. A tweet came out that I felt was the perfect response to that was, women in where they're fully clothed, they still get harassed. Women in church, fully clothed, covered bot top to bottom, loose clothing, they still get harassed. It's not the victim, it's the perpetrators. Um, and yeah, I, I, I felt like that tweet was literally the perfect response. Like women that have been fully clothed, praying, um, they still get harassed and that's nothing to do with them. So whether or not the lady is naked in front of you, that is not the reason why sexual harassment happened. Sexual harassment happened because the person that chose to harass chose, chose sexually harass is the perpetrator and not the victim. But another reason why I felt that was quite problematic is because we have this idea in the church that women in church can't be sexy, they can't own their bodies, they can't own their sexual prowess. Um, I have an issue with that. Like me, I'm a sexy Christian woman. I have my limits, of course, you know, 
guided by the Holy Spirit, not people's opinions. But I believe I can be a sexual being. I'm comfortable in my sexuality and in expressing my sexual prowess. And I don't know about you Christian women that might be watching, but I don't need anybody policing how I express that. You know, I didn't upload a, a silhouette challenge because I just, me personally, like I said, I have my limits. You know, I feel like there's a way to spice up things in your relationship, in your marriage, you know, you're far apart from your partner, that kind of thing. That's just my view of it. I, For me, the internet is not a safe place for me to put my silhouette challenge on. Um, but some women did feel comfortable doing that. And it's like, I, I guess it's that thing, we end up making Christian women so frigid, even when it's time for the, them to get married. Um, or when it's time for them to be sexual with their husband and be sexy with their husband. Because we've caged something for so long and oppressed it for so long. Your sexual, your sensual nature is not a bad thing. Um, there's just guidance on how and when to express that. But the way we sometimes shut things down, it's almost like being sexy is a bad thing. It's not my fault that I use sexual appeal. I'm sorry, if I make you uncomfortable because I'm a sexy Christian woman, that's that's your own personal palaver and you do find that and i can only speak for you know church settings that i've been in in the church settings that i've been in women that did feel threatened by my sexy were women that weren't as sexy as me i'm so sorry um and they tend to use bible to try and police other women sexy so that their sexy doesn't show but almost you cannot hide sexy i'm so sorry and that's not even me being like prideful or whatever but i've just noticed that over over the years in my church journeys and you know women that I found in church to be comfortable with me being sexy they're also quite sexy and beautiful so sometimes it's actually an insecure thing insecurity thing and how we interpret the bible to be and how we interpret modesty as well I think modesty is a huge issue in the church which I believe is actually super subjective that's me personally but yeah we've used that modesty thing bible to kind of make to oppress Christian women, especially other women outside of the church as well. And a lot of Christian women, women's response to that is to be more timid, to be more humble, to be more frigid. You know, subconsciously, they start to have sex with their husband and they still feel like they're dirty. Oh, there's just, we've got so much work to do, guys. Um, but not to ramble on that point for too long. I did see an interesting question. Like I said, I was able to personally admire the bodies without sexualizing it. And this was from, she's in the Christian relationship, she's in the Christian relationship industry. Um, and she basically said that, you know, can women's bodies be admired without being sexualized? And her interpretation of that is that sometimes we don't want to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a choice at the end of the day, how you see people. Um, I can see a really good looking guy. I can strip him down naked if I wanted to, or I can just say he's a good looking guy. You know, I think it depends on the culture that you're in as well. There are many cultures around the world where women literally walk around topless. They're not being sexualized or women wear really small clothing. Like back in the village, back in the day, it would be those little bralettes and the skirts. And they weren't necessarily being um, sexualized. That was, that was just the clothes that was available to them. And I think also it depends on how deeply ingrained um, rape culture is within a culture. Um, in terms of the entitlement towards women, towards women's bodies and how we see them and how we perceive them. Um, so I did think that Christine raised a really important point that do we actually want to just admire um, women and their bodies or do we want to constantly sexualize them? Guys, I also wrote an article um, summarizing some ideas in What's Trending and Chit Chat With Me. So we can tackle another angle to this, which is how should Christians react to these challenges? So you can check out this article on www.mochunks.com and I basically highlighted um, some issues surrounding the police and the women's bodies in the church. Um, I highlighted various different things about, you know, um, why I think sometimes people like embrace and expressing their sexuality offence.
I think sometimes for the men, is that they, they haven't mastered self-control and they therefore get offended when there's things in the world that triggers um, sexual attraction for them. And then for women, I find that so women are, you know, like I mentioned before, insecure about maybe their bodies and also sometimes the fact that they're not able to express and be as free as some of these women, you know, in quote-unquote on the world. Now, I also highlighted that preaching modesty is a valid precept found in the Bible, but also we need to question in our hearts why and when we choose to preach modesty. Um, is it only when, you know, like I said, the self-control thing that gets triggered or when our similarly insecurities get get triggered? I think if we focus on preaching Christ and living by example, um, I think we would get our message to the world a lot easier and people would then be able to be led by the Holy Spirit once they actually en encounter Christ. And also recently there was a celebrity that was... Um, you know, crying on social media about the fact that she's been getting a lot of backlash because she's been posting quite raunchy um, videos as well, um, showing her curves, embracing her curves. And, you know, again, there's layers to this one because I believe there is that extra over-sexualizing of curvy women that we face anyway as as black women, as women generally. Um, and she was basically saying that she was getting a, a lot of backlash. People were saying she was in it for attention. And it's like, who even cares if she did it for attention? Like, what is why why do we feel so threatened by another woman getting attention? I think that's that's a, that's a good question to ask yourself if you are someone that feels insecure around other women being sexy, sexual, getting attention. I think why does that threaten us? Why does that make us feel insecure? Um, and she's a young girl. She's like twenty two. She's had to come out and say like. You know, she spent so long, she had to explain herself. She spent so long trying to embrace her body and now she finally does and now she's getting slack for it. There was also a point that was raised by some people that we, we seem to always be trying to humble black women, especially any bit of confidence, regardless of body type. So Meg the Stallion, um, Lizzo, and now Chloe, a really young girl. Um, is it that black women's confidence or women in general's confidence annoys us like we just not like it's not about the body type because Chloe's curvy Meg the Stallion is quite tall but curvy Lizzo's a plus size woman they all look quite different but experience the same thing in terms of the internet bullying them telling them to calm down stop showing off your body so much I think Lolo Cynthia's um Instagram caption summarizes this all very nicely for me and summarizes my my thoughts very nicely she says she's been really happy to kind of see women embracing and showing off their bodies, their curves, their sexy, embracing their sexy, their inner prowess, um, that has often been told by society or depending on the society you live in to cage that. It's nice to see us expressing ourselves, um, but she did question whether the internet is a safe space for us to do that, i.e. with people taking off the red filter, for example, whether that be coming from both the men with the red filter and from women, some women who go on to chastise other women for, um, owning and choosing to share their sexual prowess with the world um is the internet essay space for that to happen my question to you guys is are these challenges becoming a bit too sexual are women over sexualizing themselves on the internet is it perfectly fine for someone to embrace and show off their body um you know in the name of self-love and also is the internet a safe space for us to do that or should it be done more in private with our partners, with our husbands? Does the internet or the world 
try to humble confident black women as well let me know in the comment section down below and that's all i really have for you guys in terms of today's chit chat with mo do make sure you like it if you liked it share it with your friends comment down below on the things i spoke about and subscribe to this channel for more until next time guys peace and love peace and chunks